Hey everyone, producer Dave here. Thanks for checking out the Down Ballot Podcast. Be sure to check out all of our shows on your favorite podcatcher. Just search Echoplex Media. If we're not on there, please let us know because we'd like to be on there. Also follow us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Echoplex Media. Follow our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash Echoplex Media. And give us money at Patreon, patreon.com slash Echoplex. Enjoy the show. And large cities 
All right, everybody, welcome to Down Ballot. We do the show live every Friday from 8 till... Oh, shit. Why is it... It's just super fabulous. And it's telling everyone how super fabulous we are. Okay, everybody, once again, welcome to Down Ballot. We do the show live every Friday, 8 p.m. Pacific or thereabouts, and the show goes fucking until about 9.30, and then the show goes and goes and goes and goes and goes. And goes. Uh, I'm producer Dave. You can find me damn near anywhere, but you should give us money at patreon.com slash echoplex. And joining me live in the studio. Holy shit. I'm live in the studio. This is the councilman. And you can usually find me only on Twitter at T-H-E underscore councilman. But tonight you can find me up in the studio at our undisclosed location somewhere deep in the heart of Silicon Valley. Welcome. 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 I'm so glad to be back here, producer Dave. Yeah, this is amazing. This feels weird. It's been 15 months at least. I was trying to think of the yeah. last time we did down ballot in person. It had to be February of last year. February or March, because it was getting to be like, ah, oh, should we do this? Ah, uh, we'll do it one more time. Right, right. And I think I was actually, I might have begged off one week and then we're, oh, I'll well, see you next week. And then next week never came. <laughs> We've been doing it this way ever since or the, the virtual way. But yeah, very good to be back. Um, looking forward to sharing some Fun stories. We had a good week this week in uh, in local derp um, without having to dig too much into tra- traumatic events. So I think we're, we're going to enjoy the docket tonight. Yeah, and I didn't dig too much into those traumatic events either. Just, uh, again, like, fucking that sucks that uh, that shooting happened at the VTA thing. And uh, it's kind of neat to see the uh, other buses from uh, other agencies driving people around, though, because uh, light rail shut down, I think, uh, because a lot of their support staff are no longer with us. Yeah, and they're they're letting all their folks grieve and mourn and you know have some space to to uh, you know process what happened. It's basically like your coworkers, uh, no matter how well you knew them, right? But uh, yeah, our, all of our condolences and uh, yeah, let's hope for better days. But leading off, leading off, uh, dildos and drones and drones. And campaign events. This is going to somebody else's local, but of course, of course, this had to come on on this show. This is the most local thing that could ever happen. It was called the thing calls it a scuffle on the fucking thing. <laughs> we are learning much more about what went down last night during a campaign event for Bernalillo County Sheriff Manny Gonzalez. The sheriff says he was assaulted when someone in the crowd took a swing at him on stage. But Kai Porter reviewed some video. Kai, you spoke to the sheriff. We understand there is so much more to this story. Yeah, a lot more to the story, guys. So here is the suspect's mugshot. 20-year-old Kalen Dreyer is charged with battery and resisting arrest, but Dreyer claims he didn't mean to hit the sheriff. You would have a voice at the table. This video posted on Facebook captures the moment Bernalillo County Sheriff Manny Gonzalez says he was assaulted during a campaign event Tuesday evening. The sheriff believes it was politically motivated. At some point, uh, there's some people sprung up. I like how they like blurred out the dildo. And it was a coordinated effort, very intentional. And, and these people. It's the family show. It happened at Revel Entertainment Center in Northeast Albuquerque. The sheriff, who's running for Albuquerque mayor, says someone started flying a drone carrying an adult toy in front of him on stage. That's when Revel's owner grabbed the drone and pulled it down. According to court documents, Kaylin Dreyer tried to grab the drone from the owner, then took a swing at the sheriff on the stage and hit him in the hands with a balled up fist. He tried to take a swing at me and he uh, glanced across my arms and struck me. I just took a step back. It wasn't a... It wasn't anything I was very concerned about. I've been in a lot worse situations. Here's the Facebook video one more time. In it, you can't see Dreyer make contact with the sheriff because someone steps in the way. 
court documents say Dreyer told investigators, quote, he never intended to hit Manuel, but was upset that Manuel was answering a question from the crowd in a disrespectful way. He stated that he did ball up his fist and was just going to swing them through the air and leave. Sheriff Gonzalez says he Not won't the incident intimidate him. I understand the First Amendment, and if you want to come to a, a, an event that we're hosting, you have the right to speak freely. You can wave any dildos you want. Commit a crime. First and a half amendment. You're going to go to jail. And as for try to hit me with that dildo, you're going to jail. From jail, and I stopped by his house today to try to get his side of the story. His mom answered the door and told me that he was oh. sleeping and would contact me if he wanted to do an interview. Oh. We have not heard back. Back to you. All right, Kai, thanks. And as we mentioned, this all started when a drone showed up in front of the sheriff carrying an adult toy. <laughs> we blurred that accessory, but trust me, there is no denying what it is. And we have learned... Oh, I like her. ...not the first time this has <laughs> She knows what a dildo group has posted videos of similar drones <laughs> carrying about similar these adult paper. toys at several other public events as a very unique way of protesting. I, st I stand whoever... Like, there's so I have questions. Like, whose dildo was it? Was it new? Did, was it that guy's dildo? Did he just have a spare lying around? And he was was he making some sort of like what point was he making about the 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 sheriff? Um, I understand that he's frustrated with him answering a question, you know, rudely or disrespectfully. But why a dildo? No, no, I'm starting. I'm thinking maybe the 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 adult toy and the person who supposedly swung at the sheriff are uh, unrelated but only related insofar as they were at the same place at the same time like i didn't get the impression from like that story that it was his drone oh no that it seems like but uh from what i caught he was trying to get his drone back from the oh. the the staffer or whatever or the the campaign staffer who like grabbed it out of the air and that was what prompted him to get up in the first place so i did, i didn't actually see in that video him trying to take a swipe at the candidate at all or like getting anywhere near the candidate really i thought he was just sort of making a statement and like he said maybe raising his fist i don't know but um it, it either way it's a very unique way to <laughs> to make a statement i th you know he could have just been like you know what that's a real nice dildo and i i would really like to have that dildo because somebody's <laughs> gonna leave here with that dildo there was no denying what it was i mean yeah. we blurted out but there was no denying what it was producer dave and that <laughs> that i think that anchor is uh, dtf she's ready she's good to go she's good to go well good good giving in game that's what i always say so that's leading off this week. That's I, I figured that had to, to go first. I was thinking of so many other stories that we have on the docket. but That was the most down-ballot thing that happened. And I think yeah. I have that on the Sunday docket, but I think that's going to be okay, too. Because maybe maybe I have an unblurred version of it for, for Sunday, the unblurred show. Maybe we should have some sort of recap show. Not so much like year in last, or la this week and last year, but more like the most down-ballot-y thing ever. Right? And we can ask uh, some of our you know regular guests and, and contributors to, to chime in as well. Maybe, maybe. So we got winners and losers next. What's our first story here? Well, uh, we're back to mostly losers on the winners and losers docket this week. Um, so it's, mo and this is mostly uh, uh, police related. Actually, all three stories are police related, uh, different uh, major cities in the Bay Area. Uh, San Jose PD, um, as you may have heard, done shot another person, and people are not very excited about it. One day after protesters marched through San Jose, police are providing new details about the moments officers shot and killed a man on Monday. Good evening. Thank you for joining us. I'm Dan Ashley. 
And I'm Ama Dates. You're watching ABC7 News at 5, live here on ABC7, Hulu Live, and wherever you stream. San Jose police confirmed the officers were undercover and in plain clothes and released new video of the confrontation. But ABC7 News reporter Chris Wynn explained some still have questions. Tonight, questions remain over the police shooting of San Jose resident Demetrius Stanley, who died on Memorial Day after a plainclothes officer shot him while conducting surveillance outside his home. New home security footage released by San Jose police as part of their investigation provides a partial glimpse of the moments leading up to the deadly encounter. Any loss of life is tragic. And my thoughts and prayers are with the Stanley family. At a press conference Wednesday morning, Police Chief Anthony Mata defended his officer's actions, saying he feared for his life, but also confirmed that the officer did not identify themselves as a member of the force during the quick confrontation. The brief video shows the first plainclothes officer jogging down the street past Stanley's house. You can then see a clip of Stanley walking down the sidewalk holding what appears to be a gun. He eventually walks by a parked SUV that police would later identify as an unmarked vehicle with the second plainclothes officer inside. Stanley appears to see that person and doubles back, walking to the driver's side of the vehicle, at which point the door opens and he raises his right hand with the gun pointed toward the vehicle. The video then cuts off, presumably right before the shooting. To confront someone with a firearm, I think, uh, whether it's officers or not, um, I think that's uh, you know, something that's, that's dangerous. Uh, someone that confronts another uh, with a fire. Family members and community activists say they believe Stanley thought he was being stalked and went outside to protect his family. They could have just been anybody and if I had the the feeling that there was somebody outside of my house possibly trying to break into my home or into my car. You know, I can't say what exactly I would do in that instance. The police department also says its officers did not have their body cameras on because they were only there to perform surveillance in connection with the robbery investigation from March. They also say Stanley was barred from carrying a firearm due to a previous domestic violence allegation. Local NAACP President Reverend Jethro Moore urged for calm in the community and expressed his pain and sadness over Stanley's death. For the community because we're torn and, and our, my young people, our young people are angry. Our young people are hurt and we're tired of seeing black kids get killed by cops. The undercover officer who shot Stanley is a 14 year veteran of the department and has been placed on administrative leave in San Jose. Chris Wynn, ABC 7 News. There's just nobody to root for here. No, of course. That's why it's on winners and losers. Uh, yeah. Well, I, I hadn't watched the whole clip before, um, and that's that's really troubling. About uh, just there's there's so many holes in that story. There, like that one dude's right. Like that's exactly what I would do if there were some dudes just rolled up inside my house, like you know, sitting in their car late at night in my nice suburban neighborhood where I live. Right, I might roll out and see what was going on too. And just because I'm black, I don't have a shirt and I have a gun, like. That's the last night I roll out in my house. I I just feel like there's there's like nobody to root for here. This guy had like a, a prior DV charge, wasn't supposed to have a gun in the first place. The cops were there. Guy went up. I don't know. The guy should have immediately like been like, dude, I'm a cop. But there was no fucking audio on the video. The video appeared to be like from somebody's ring doorbell or something. Yeah, it was and, surveillance footage. It was not uh, police footage. Right. So like, I think it probably it might have cut off because I, like those kinds of cameras those when motion starts they'll go but they won't just keep recording for fucking ever when right. there's motion right. there's a timer on it or whatever so it may have just happened to 
you know, hit however many seconds it, it was set up for to stop recording so that the battery didn't die if there was like a fly in front of it for three hours or something, you know? Sure. So like, I don't know what happened there. There's no, there's no way to fucking, you know, we're never really going to know. And, um, there's just nobody to root for there. I just don't, I don't like the cops. I don't like people with, who have been, had, uh, you know, convictions of domestic violence running around with a gun, no matter what's going on. There's just nobody to root for in that story. That's a fucking depressing ass fucking story. If we ever ran one. Well, you know, that's why it's in Lairsland. There's just like I said, um, and it's, it's tragic. It's definitely a tra- another tragic story here in San Jose. And there's not much, a whole lot, uh, that you and I can do about it, but march down the middle of the freeway. And even that doesn't work. I have a feeling this next story is going to be a little sillier. <laughs> um, just a bit. Um, oh, not too much. Uh, at least uh, from what I can tell you, there's no dildos in this one. So, um, uh, unfortunately, uh, so occasionally people fight back against the police. And if you're not uh, ready and if you don't have backup, these kind of things can happen. But again, I will point out that the officer does not die. And her, their life was never really in danger. Okay, so somebody was temporarily occupying a parklet. What that? What I think that means is that a homeless person was sleeping in it. Yes. Okay. Changing, I think. Oh, changing. I mean, that's that's fucking like whatever. If you're just going to use it as a changing room and they're not using it to serve, you know, to serve like pork butt, and you got to just show your butt. Yeah. I mean, I I don't know. Let's see. Let's check out the story. This is from uh, NBC Bay Area, so we know the fucking player is going to work, which is excellent news. We have some new video tonight of an attack on a San Francisco police officer, and we want to warn you that the video may be hard for some people to watch. The SF Police Officers Association posted this video right here on Twitter. SFPD says on Friday night, a female officer confronted that man in the video after he was making threats towards people. Well, you can see that's when he attacks her. Bystanders jump in to help until backup arrived. Those are some calm bystanders. Friday night at the intersection of Kearney and Commercial near Portsmouth Square. The officer was taken to the hospital. We're told her injuries were not life-threatening. Are we trying to decide which person to root for (laughs) in the fight? (laughs) Well, Hmm. I just mean like when people jump in on a fight a lot of times, like they go in swinging and like all they did was like grab the person i don't know those are some calm ass fucking calm cool and collected bystanders there that story was a little more funny i guess but like citizens versus cops tonight on down ballot yeah there's there's some there's a little more out there about that story if you want to go deep into where that dude came from but uh yeah i I did like that they're just sort of let me get my phone out as opposed to you know trying to stop the violence um from happening in front of them so yeah they were pretty pretty calm i don't i don't know have you ever experienced that or something like that? Like, I mean, you've done enough. You've been in enough parties. Have you you've seen someone or two people or three people just going at it or getting their ass kicked like right in front of you? Um, no, no. I mean, no. I don't think I've ever seen like. I've never. I've never been in a situation where I thought I had to physically intervene. I've been in situations where I intervened. I think before, uh, you know, something violent happened. Me and some friends got people away from each other and shit but i i don't think i've ever seen like a full-on brawl mm. or like i've been at a bar where people started fighting and then we just left mm. we're like oh people are starting to fight we should go to a different bar <laughs> like we're not big on like you know we're not like oh you know everybody else did that everybody else wanted to go watch the fight we're like oh good we get to go the other direction <laughs> yeah not our bag i don't know i, I i've experienced that a few ways and um one time it was actually my job to like not as a bouncer, but as an, an usher to stop people from fighting. 
So I, uh, or at least to prevent it, but I couldn't, I wasn't uh, permitted to, once they started fighting, I wasn't permitted to jump in the fray, right? Um, right. But if I could do anything before they started fighting to stop that, um, that would, they really encouraged that. But that was a really fine line. So um, I remember the one time I had to do that, I had tried to jump into the fray before the fight started. But all that did was get me in the middle of the fight. <laughs> oh, so like the, the don't get in the middle of the fight thing became impossible. Correct. Um, and then it was pretty much calling for security and, and people who knew what they were doing in terms of law enforcement to, to handle the situation after that. Luckily, I got out without any physical scars. But um, yeah, I don't know what I would do in terms of like watching a police officer get their shit taken down by someone who knew what they were doing with their, their guard and their jujitsu. So my brother would have been impressed. Got him on the ground right away. Yeah, I, I don't know either. So here's a, here's another story. This is about Oakland Police Department. This is a story basically follow up on last year's events at, uh, during the George Floyd protests, and it looks like uh, they were disciplined for the use of tear gas on protesters, quote unquote, disciplined. And while this rolls, I'm going to go get that nice beer you brought me. Do it. Changes have been made. A year ago, police and protesters clashed outside Oakland Police Headquarters. Protesters took to the streets demanding reform after the murder of George Floyd. Today, Oakland's chief says policies were violated and officers have been disciplined. As NBC Barrier's Tom Jensen tells us, a longtime social justice reformer says she wants the chief and OPD to do more. It was near the end of the fourth and final day of George Floyd protests in the city of Oakland that drew the most attention of those reviewing OPD's handling of the demonstrations. Police Chief Laron L. Armstrong says officers were targeted starting on the first day of protests. Including rocks and bottles being thrown at officers and even the death of the federal officer Underwood. But Armstrong says the... Okay, he brought up something that had nothing to do with the protests. That fucking... The cop that was killed in Oakland was killed by a boogaloo boy not by Black Lives Matter protesters. Ah. He brought up something completely, completely unrelated to the incidents of the tear gas. They did not tear gas the Boogaloo Boys. You're kidding. Nope. He's obfuscating? Obfuscate. Obfuscate. That's a word I don't even know. <laughs> yeah, of course. He's He brought up that, but that's it's, it's their job. Like, come on. If they were competent and they were being honest, they wouldn't have brought that up because it, that didn't, the tear gas didn't do anything to the Boogaloo Boys because they were like I don't know the the officer that was shot wasn't Oakland Police Department. It was federal officer, and he was he was shot by a boogaloo boy. It was like an ambush style killing. Mm. The same same uh, one or two people did uh did the same thing in Santa Cruz like a couple right. days later. Right. I remember we I think we covered that even. Pendant investigations, including community review, discovered 35 sustained uses of force or police misconduct complaints. 33 of the violations were from June 1st, all for deploying tear gas when there was no danger to officers or the community. The policy is very clear. Officers were not authorized to use gas in the manner in which they did, and for that, the department has held them accountable. Armstrong wouldn't go into details about how many individuals were disciplined, but said they range from patrol officers to a deputy chief. Officers has been, have been held accountable from written reprimands, up to several suspensions. A longtime Oakland social justice organizer who helped start the anti-police terror project says OPD has to do more than discipline a few officers. 
this is, you know, more of the same. Um, it does not, to me, signify a shift in direction of the Oakland Police Department. And Kat Brooks questions the chief's assessment that no one was seriously injured. She says her daughter was in a crowd that was tear gassed. There are people that will be forever traumatized by what happened to them. There are people whose eardrums are permanently damaged, whose vision is terribly damaged. Brooks also says she wants OPD to sever its mutual aid relationship with the Alameda County Sheriff's Department during demonstrations inside city limits. Now, Chief Armstrong says the department didn't want to make changes in the wake of those demonstrations. He said immediately after officers began going through hundreds of hours of updated training in crowd control and management. The chief says officers who are authorized to deploy tear gas were retained. Supervisors are no longer allowed to deploy tear gas. Also, supervisors have to approve the use of tear gas in the field. And until a supervisor gives officers the okay, they are not allowed to remove it from their cars. And when the tear gas is used, smaller teams will be deployed smaller gas deployment teams on the next oprah that's a weird fucking thing like smaller teams like less people shooting the same amount of tear gas i don't understand that i mean what is what is that about no idea um other than like specialized units that are called in to dispense tear gas i guess like it's time for the tear gas call bob dun, 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 dun. here's bob and jay because he needs a partner it's like Bob and Bob and Jake's tear gas arama or something. <laughs> what do you need? We've got triple A, double A, and Excalibur. Uh, yeah, as someone who was in the middle of that shit in San Jose, um, they need to look at just their tactics in general. Um, especially these smaller cities. Um, not just the urban areas, but the smaller cities where you, they're not going to see as much. Like Oakland's going to see its fair share of protest right and it has in the past right it's amazing to me that they don't have better protocols in place to prevent this from happening even though they've been disciplined now right they've been quote-unquote disciplined god knows what happened they got a letter of reprimand good good lord um so th they need to have more stringent uh enforcement in place but uh, a lot of smaller cities just don't deal with this kind of shit on a regular basis and san jose obviously wasn't prepared for it at all so and you know another town that's not ready for it los gatos Oh God, Los Gatos, Los Gatos needs to get their shit together. They're not even ready for somebody playing a little bit of fucking music on their fucking back porch. Imagine this. Look, look at this guy's back porch. Oh my God. I mean, if I had that patio, I would play music on it. Right. This is a guy that's not used to being told anything. I bet. <laughs> no. Look at this view from his fucking porch. Jesus Christ. Oh, you can't see the view from his porch because of my overlay. But anyway, here's this story. This is a guy in Los Gatos was playing music on his back porch. And now I guess he can't. Well, it started out as a way to spread some cheer during the pandemic, but tonight they are shutting it down. Los Gatos has told this South Bay piano man the free concert he's been offering on his back patio has to stop. NBC Barry's Ian Cole reports it seems not all of the neighbors appreciate his gift. All right, Los Gatos, how are we doing out there today? Joel Nelson is a musician, so when the pandemic shut down every venue, including the one he owns, The Catalyst in Santa Cruz, he started playing from his back porch high in the Los Gatos Hills for his neighbors. He says the feedback was positive, so he used the concerts for charity, raising $22,000. And I played the hits of 1956, the next week I did 1957. The next week I did 1958, but that took me two weeks. After a few complaints and discussions with the city, he cut back to just Wednesday evenings from 5.30 to 7. 
I kept it at a reasonable volume because of where I live. It carries. Some neighbors listen to every show. It's become a ritual with my family and I. We sit and listen to him in our front yard every Wednesday. With everything going on, it's like somebody's trying to bring us joy and it's an hour or two a week. But last week, the city emailed Nelson saying it's now getting complaints from multiple neighbors. So now he could be cited for playing anything louder than 62 decibels about the level of a normal conversation. Anybody who wanted to could close their window. Anybody who wanted to could turn on their music at their house and they wouldn't be able to hear me anymore. We reached out to the city of Los Gatos late today, but we're not able to reach anyone on the holiday. Oh, no comment. Nelson says he wants to keep playing and will call tomorrow to see how much the fine would be. And if those small percentage of neighbors could allow me to play for an hour and a half once a week so that people enjoy live music and I can support live music for people, I would appreciate it. In Los Gatos, Ian Cole, NBC, Bay Area News. There. I thought the point of buying a house in those hills was to have loud parties and not get busted for it. Exactly. And it sounded like at least Barbie 1 and Barbie 2 were down with it. They were all about it. They're like, I, I live for these shows. I'm dancing on my patio listening. <laughs> live, laugh, Los Gatos. Right. <laughs> Good Lord. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's probably one person, two people with really loud voices and deep pockets that, you know, support campaigns and local nonprofits and whatnot, you know, have a name of some sort. That's that's usually what it is in Los Gatos. It doesn't take a lot. I mean, you can run someone over in Los Gatos and practically get away with it. If you're from Almaden. Yeah, I went there. We're going to get back to that sooner or later. Because it's not going away. Uh oh Did something happen? Steer. <clears throat> so what's going on with the Dem Party not interested in a backup plan if the recall was... Uh, goes through because there's oh wait a minute we might get this video fucking nbc news's player is the worst i don't know what it's doing oh, i'll remember that then for the future yeah nbc news's player is it's really not as bad. good as so nbc bay area jamming nbc news quite not good, so jamming yeah quite a good player out of the nbc news bay area well just to lead into it uh obviously the the recall against gavin's going to qualify for the ballot this year uh so democrats are trying to decide if they want to encourage anyone to run you know in case he does get recalled so we don't end up with you know Carly Fiorina. Oh dear. Yep. <clears throat> oh my goodness. Well, that's basically the whole story. I just told you the whole story in like five seconds. Um, but there's, there's, there. Uh, this has actually been true for a while. Uh, the good wife and I are uh, certainly party to a lot of party business. Yeah, puns. Uh, so we we hear the strategies uh, quite frequently, and. Uh, yeah, that has really been the goal from day one is to encourage and make sure that no Democrats step into the fray. We don't want a divided party. We want to be united against the recall, yada, yada, yada. Um, so all of the money and all the effort is going into defeating the recall question itself. Um, but you're still going to get to, even if you vote no on the recall, you're still, you still get asked who you'd want to be your governor. So producer Dave, who would you like to be your governor if it isn't Gavin Newsom? You know, when they recalled was a great Avis, I think the smart, they did the smartest, they did the smartest thing in the world was they didn't put a lot of money behind it, but they said, Hey, you know, vote no on the recall. And if, you know, for the second line vote for the Lieutenant governor. And I think that's just smart fucking retail politics right there. You know, this is the Lieutenant governor. Here's some information about them. We want you to vote no on the recall, but if, and after you vote, no, please vote for the Lieutenant governor, just in case the recall goes through. Cause we don't want Austin Bennett, you know? <laughs> Well, we didn't. We ended up with Arnold Schwarzenegger. So, uh, 
Yeah, I could see Eleni Kunalakis stepping into that sort of, you know, falling on the sword kind of a... a well, it's a not thing. falling on the sword, really. It's just like, this is the lieutenant governor. This person, like, if they remove Gavin Newsom, this is the best person right. to take, you know, for... Like, that's just... And then you don't put any money into that. You just mention that at camp, at, like, events. You go, oh, and on that second line, you know, even after you vote no, make sure you vote for this person in case, in case it goes through, because we don't want... You know, and then you start... You know, you show a picture of Austin Bennett shoving Richard Pan. You show a little video of that, and you go, "That could win." If you right. know, oh, absolutely, or the John Cox, or what you know, pick you pick your poison. Um, the good wife would definitely would definitely appreciate Eleni Kunalakis. She she'd be the first. Uh, I don't know. She'd be the first female governor. Good lord, I can't believe I don't know that. She might. Yeah, wouldn't she be? The oh, first I just think governor? it's. I just think it's bad. I think it's bad. It's stupid politics not to not to even not to just run like the lieutenant governor. Hmm. Like, yeah, no, that's that's who the lieutenant governor is. Is Eleni. Hmm. Right, I think uh, for the recall, it would be stupid not to. Hmm. The last time, I think the Democrats did it right. Well, uh, looks like they're doing it wrong this time, sadly. But hopefully, the, they're they're banking on the numbers, and the numbers say that the recall well, question will fail. He's not. It's very unlikely. It's right. very unlikely. That's that why. being said, I think I think you're right. I, I I agree with having a very solid backup plan. Right, and you don't even stress it. You just go vote no, and then vote for this person if you want to. If you're going to just vote, uh, you know, party line or whatever. Right. If you're a Democrat and you're going to vote for the Democrat, this is what you do. You if you're already people, voting no. Yeah, you just give people real simple instructions. I mean, you you literally give them instructions on how to vote. You go, you don't want this guy getting recalled or getting removed. Great. Vote vote no on the recall and then vote for this guy. Like on the second line. Don't forget to vote on the second line. Vote for this guy because if, if this goes the wrong way, we don't want, you know, Jacob Wall, who just moved to California to run in the, right. in the recall election. We right. don't want, you know, we don't want fucking, yeah, we don't. Yeah, that's just smart. But I don't think, you know, polling shows he's like, polling shows he's like 56, 57% of people are going to vote now. Yeah, at least on the recall question. I don't know that he necessarily has that kind of support, generally speaking, but I think that a lot of people are just tired of this shit and they're not pissed enough at him to recall him. It's like, oh, sorry, you had an expensive dinner with some donors. Oh, there was well. a, there was a, like a pretty far right, almost libertarian Republican at the, they got hell, some of the Republicans got a hell of mad at him because he goes, isn't there an election for California governor in a year? Why are we doing this? I was like, right. oh, I was like, that guy's, I was like, but that's a libertarian. He just wants to save money and probably lower the age of consent. Uh, so this next story, this is council members in Gilroy, three out of seven of them don't like, don't want to fly the pride flag or some shit, right? That's what this is going to be about. They know, I mean, they voted against it. They went, they went so far as to vote against it. They didn't just like, do the dog whistle they said the quiet part out loud and so this is reaction to that gilroy is flying the pride flag outside city hall for the very first time tonight but it almost didn't happen tonight kpix 5's maria medina speaks with the city leaders who didn't want that flag raised a moment of celebration for the city of gilroy yesterday and they think of pride marred by controversy i don't think it should be flown at city hall it can be flown in a million other places all over the city mayor Mar like i'd take a million all over the city over one at city hall is she gonna pay for it <laughs> right <laughs> will the city pay for it exactly right like i'd take the million all over the city versus the one at city hall that's way more pride-tastic gilroy's like especially if they're all like in the city center because gilroy's city center is pretty small so it'd be like pride flags that have five of their own pride flags Oh, very nice. Yeah, I would completely troll 
the the peeps right the and come out and be like i do not want to fly one pride flag anywhere near city hall i want to fly a hundred pride flags around city hall and i want a million in our community and i will pay for them right if you were like if you were the guy that was playing the piano the rich guy in los gatos playing the piano earlier you show right. up with like two pride flags you go oh, yeah. now what I've, I've recruited some donors and I've already produced half a million pride flags and we're going to bring them in boys, bring them in and then make it rain pride flags. Give everyone one. Oh man. Be fabulous. What, I don't know about Marie, Marie Blankley though. That's she's, she's definitely, it's Gilroy, but she's still pushing her luck. You know what? She's got like a, like a, a sphere, like a, a decorative sphere behind Ooh, her. And that's yeah. We should, we should have known she's got some problems. Yeah. That's just a, it's just a, it's just a red flag. Like, yeah. Orbs of any kind, or I've, I've told a good wife, are a big red flag, especially in people's front yards. Those like fountain orbs. Yeah, like the um the Galaxy Brain humidor we watch has a, a globe on it. I think Dave Rubin has a, like one of those fancy like sepia tone, like rich people like gold and brown. Oh like, God, globes yeah. behind him. Right. If somebody's got a fucking sphere behind them as decoration, not like a globe, like an actual you know map style globe, but like an orb like that. Either one, watch actually, either one. If they just if they choose to put it in shot when they're when they're doing like a live stream or an interview hit, you should immediately be highly skeptical of that person. Marie Blankley, along with two other council members, including Carol Marks, voted last month against a commemorative flag policy after a proposal to declare June Pride Month and also fly the pride flag outside City Hall. Yeah, like the Gilroy City Council members think that they get to just be like, no, June isn't Pride Month. Gilroy, you don't get to decide that. Well, they can they can say it's not Pride Month in Gilroy, but if it is in California, it's it is in Gilroy. But they can say like, well, we're just not going to specifically recognize it here as Pride Month. Commemorative flags in Gilroy. Our city hall just has the United States flag and the California flag. Council member Marks explained on her Facebook page, quote, the door in a has very been long post. one group's flag. What happens when the council is asked again to fly someone else's flag? Could we be sued for saying no? I was a little bit saddened and, and hurt by her comments, I think. Um, being an elected official, I think we have a huge responsibility and we have a platform to promote inclusiveness and progress. Roland Resendez, Hollister Vice I want to go to his barbecue. That guy seems hella nice. Gay elected official expressed his concerns under Mark's Facebook post and also attended mm. yesterday's event in Gilroy. I stood next to the councilwoman the whole time. Unfortunately, we didn't get a chance to talk about it. But I do know that there were some people that were there that were very upset by her remarks. But the mayor says she wishes they had more time to discuss the flag proposal last month and not during a pandemic and the city's financial struggles. Look, how much does the flag cost? What do you mean more time to discuss it? You want to do the flag? Yeah. No. Yeah, that doesn't cost a whole lot. The flag costs very little to purchase. Somebody Takes like probably 10 would, minutes of staff somebody, time to put it up. Somebody probably donated the fucking flag. Mm. No, most most definitely. So my focus is Unfortunately, it's not flapping in the breeze. Getting us back on our feet. Getting our employees back. This was not on my radar it's not even letting it wave. I think some people in the LGBTQ the community and, and allies would say, well, it is a priority for, the, for us because some of us are being assaulted, attacked, murdered even and so this is a high priority for us mm-hmm. it's that, but by that it's a high priority for a lot of people i personally i i don't want to have to um uh, see it acknowledge it i i know it's there but don't show it to me because it is too painful to see how do you feel that that it is up there now 
fine. It's up there. And Councilmember Marks did not want to go on camera, but she did release a statement saying in part, quote, I felt the city was opening itself up to anyone who wanted to fly a flag. Now that we have a policy in place, there should be no problem. In Gilroy, Maria Medina, KPIX 5. I feel like that lady that they interviewed called me uppity like five times in that fucking thing without calling me uppity. I don't know if that makes sense. She kind of did, and she definitely said that she's afraid of you, um, and she, she's traumatized by the thought of you. So she doesn't want to be reminded of it on city property. Again, more more evidence that if you have an orb or a globe or some shit like in shot on your video, you're gonna like have a garbage take. Reminds me again of those the cops who were offended by the the artwork at uh, the airport, <laughs> and they threatened to go on strike because they felt so threatened by this piece of art that showed some dude on top of a cop car. Um waving an upside down flag and that like triggered them <laughs> to the point where they they were going to call in sick because they were so offended they're going to do a sick out yeah uh, and the art got replaced or taken down at least yeah i remember this guy this wasn't this wasn't that long ago this next story i don't Hot think takes. i don't think we covered this that long ago no not very long ago um and it's just because it's ongoing uh so the san francisco public works department has been plagued by scandal escandalo um of late uh their public works director had to resign not too long ago um and apparently um well it's uh there's been news since then but uh he got himself arrested but for an entirely different <laughs> entirely different uh incident He's like, you can't arrest me for thing B. I'm busy deflecting all the criticism for thing A. This isn't fair. Right. <laughs> corruption. I've got your corruption right here. A bizarre story involving the lead figure in San Francisco's public corruption scandal. Former Public Works Director Mohamed Nuru is under arrest for attempted robbery over a bag of potato chips. It's pictured by investigative reporter Jackson Vanderbeck and shows the sheriff's van carrying Nuru, pulling into the garage at the Hall of Justice where Nuru was taken late this afternoon to be booked. Police say the attempted robbery happened at the San Francisco Marin Food Bank where Nuru is a frequent, Nuru is a frequent volunteer. Officers say he pulled a knife on somebody else when the other person refused to give him a bag of potato chips. Jackson Vanderbeker and Jones is now what? in the food bank. Okay, yeah. this is such a weird story. You're going to have to fill in some use to give him a bag of potato chips. Jackson Vanderbeker food bank where Newer is a frequent, Nuru is a frequent volunteer. Officers say he pulled a knife on somebody else when the other person refused to give him a bag of potato chips. Jackson Vanderbeker and Jones is now from the food bank. Okay, this is such a weird story. You're going to have to fill in some of these gaps of what happened. No, I think it's pretty clear what happened. If, if it happened, it is described. This guy, like, pulled a knife on somebody. He was like, hey, can I have those chips? And they're like, no. And he's like, how about an, now? <laughs> how about now? I have, I have a knife. Oh, cartoon. I, like, I, like, I know it was probably like. How about now? I know it was probably scary for the person who, like, just wanted to eat their own chips. That's probably why the guy got arrested. Because right. someone had to call the cops in that situation. Right. It's probably scary for the person who was like, but I just want to eat these chips. Why are you pulling a knife on me? They've got ridges. They're, they're so delicious. I really just but want to eat them. I'm just, see, I just can't even imagine, like, if I'm, if I'm, like, viewing this in my mind's eye, it's a fucking cartoon. Well, that guy looks like a cartoon, like the public works director in the first place. And uh, first off, uh, where did this actually happen at the food bank? Chip aisle. 
Well, actually, behind here, the food bank has a break room, and where we understand that Mr. New is a frequent volunteer, and there was a confrontation over the potato chips here, in which Mr. Nuru, having apparently been refused his request for the potato chips, brought out a knife. And uh, next thing you know, the uh, man uh, who didn't know Nuru at all fled and alerted security. And the next thing you know, Mr. Nuru is behind bars tonight. Okay, that is super weird. So, <laughs> yes, for allegedly taking bribes. Okay, that is super weird. So he's already <laughs> facing corruption charges for allegedly taking bribes from contractors that are doing business with the city back when he was the public works director. Where are we at that? Well, there's a hearing. They keep getting postponed because of COVID and other considerations. There's a hearing on June 22nd. It's likely to be postponed yet again. This has been going on for well over a year. And uh, Mr. Nuru has entered a plea of not guilty. But the case seems no closer to resolution at this point, despite many of the witnesses cooperating with the government. All right. The saga continues. Thank you, Jackson. Fucking A. That's the fucking hella down ballot story. All right. I just fucking, I just can't, I'm sorry. I know that this, this, if you're like, <clears throat> I'm, I'm supposing maybe there was like, they were in the break room and there was like a bag of chips left. And then the other guy like grabbed them first, right? This is like, this doesn't require a lot of assumptions. And there was, and the other, the fucking, the guy who got arrested, mm-hmm. the former public works director who was under investigation for fucking like bribery right? said, Oh, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to pull out a knife over a bag of chips. I'm already under investigation for bribery. What could go wrong? Right. So um, there is some good news, I guess, and some silver lining to the story. So uh, apparently... Are the chips okay? Yes, the chips are fine. Um, they they escape with minor injuries. Uh, but apparently Mr. Nehru, uh has been released and, and uh, no charges are going to be filed. Um, Mr. Nehru claims that it was all a big misunderstanding. It was a joke. And someone didn't get the joke. Um, but apparently the person who, I want to know what kind of knife it was because yeah. the kind of knife it was would tell you if it's a joke. If it was like True. a butter knife, then True. it's a joke. True. Especially like at a food bank, right? Like maybe a plastic butter knife that's just sitting there on the, you know, right, right. Um, like, but, uh, so apparently he, there won't be charges pressed. Um, and everyone's going to just go their separate ways. Uh, and it was all just a big misunderstanding. Sorry. Well, but okay. So this, I mean, maybe Super the guy weird, was, though. maybe the guy was just kidding when he was bribing people too. Who knows? I, mean, I, I don't think we're seeing the end of it, and I, I, think, I think I don't believe I don't believe even this part of the story. So. He, he's all you remember how I was just kidding when I said I was going to shank that person. Well, right. I was also just kidding when I tried to fucking when I tried to get somebody to bribe me. What now? Right. I mean, it, it's just going to go deeper and deeper. When when dildos are being flown at mayoral candidates, anything is possible, and people are being you know shanked over potato chips. I mean, I've had some good potato chips. I've had some really good like kettle cooked potato chips have like you ever fresh. had them at a brown chicken brown cow where you can take the you get a bag of potato chips that they make there to go yes yes that, and they're quality. they make their they make their own and they're delicious um so please do that go go frequent your local establishments but them buy out. them with money not with a plastic cash. knife cash money yeah don't buy them with a plastic knife because that's robbery exactly um anyway but yeah i i like potato chips a lot so i could definitely see going to town Maybe not killing someone, but certainly maybe maybe flashing a knife. Just like... Anyway. So this next story is everything. So it's got Apple, which I don't like. It's got the Yay. the county sheriffs, which Yay. I don't like. Right. 
it's got times. it's got concealed carry gun permits which i mean i Ding. i don't really like those either um but they're hella interesting i mean and it's got money uh power um the undue power that silicon valley has here in the south bay in santa clara county you know you that if you think they have undue power in the rest of the world think of think of if you're in their neighborhood and it's got a rich person not having to suffer the consequences of their behavior because they're rich and so it's like literally everything so who is this guy what happened here uh, well, good news for this guy. Um, so we've been following the story of the uh, sheriff and uh, the county sheriff here in Santa Clara County and uh, an apparent uh, bribery uh, campaign that involved uh, the sheriff's office exchanging concealed carry permits, uh, which are somewhat difficult to get uh, in exchange for campaign contributions um, or contributions to local charities that support the sheriff, et cetera, et cetera. It's still under investigation, um, but it looks like uh, this one executive from Apple who was uh, caught up in this escándalo uh, is going to be uh, let loose. No longer caught up in the scandal. It just proves that it's really good to be able to afford attorneys. Today in the bribery case involving the Santa Clara County Sheriff's Office, this afternoon a judge threw out the indictment against an Apple executive charged with bribing sheriff officials to obtain concealed gun weapons permits for Apple security agents. Our senior investigative reporter Stephen Stock has been following this story for more than a year. He joins us now. And Stephen, this is a big ruling. Absolutely, Jessica. Thomas Moyer was accused of arranging the donation of 200 iPads given to the Sheriff's Office in exchange for those coveted concealed weapons permits but a judge ruled there wasn't enough evidence to support that indictment saying the grand jury could not have reasonably concluded that Moyer had corrupt intent Moyer never disputed that Apple was seeking the gun permits or that the company offered up the iPads but his attorneys have insisted from the beginning that the two things were not related there was no quid pro quo this is what we have been saying all along that that Tom Moyer is innocent he did not act with corrupt intent he didn't do anything illegal here and we are deeply gratified that the court sees it the same way now there are still a number of people facing charges in this case including two high-ranking sheriff's officials and it's unclear what impact today's ruling might have on those other cases the district attorney's office did not get back to us when we reached out for comment this afternoon jessica Stephen, before you go where does liz leave moyer he's exonerated but does he have a job well his attorneys say that apple did conduct its own internal investigation into moyer and these actions and concluded he did nothing wrong they say Apple has stood by Moyer the entire time, and he plans on keeping working there at Apple. Okay, thank you very much, you David. Like I said, pays to have attorneys. Yeah, I don't know. I guess I don't really know what went down or whatever, but I don't, I don't trust any of these motherfuckers. Yeah, uh... There's definitely was something going down. I think that the situation here was that they couldn't, in this guy's case, they couldn't prove the direct quid pro quo of the bribe, right? Like he donated some iPads to like the sheriff's office, right? Or to some public agency. There was no real donation. There was no donation directly to the sheriff's campaign or any sort of, um, you know, direct quid pro quo. 
um it was more like hey you know can you get me this permit and i'll do this nice thing that you can tout and you can say that you have a good relationship with apple and you can be a a cool silicon valley sheriff right right um so but they they probably couldn't prove directly that this guy knew he was like he was doing it, but the intent has to be there. Like he has to say, he has to know I'm giving this donation because I'm getting that permit. Right. Um, and maybe that was the case, but they can't prove that it was the case. Apparently they don't have the evidence. Uh, the good wife would be able to speak to that a little better. I'm so sorry. There's, there's plenty more um, versions of this video out there. If you don't want, I, I just realized that today's show is also NBC news. No, it's so, fine. Uh, you it's a lo- it's a local story. It's, it's a, it's a Bay Area based story. So, just say, yeah, girl punches bear. <laughs> pushes bear. There you go. There you go. Teen pushes bear over wall. That's YouTube's exactly. got us covered. Oh, and it's from the Today Show. They have a YouTube. They could have just, uh, they could have just fucking embedded it from YouTube and monetized the fucking video on YouTube, but no. 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 <laughs> or, or they get a player that works. Oh, here, we'll subscribe to the Today Show on our fake YouTube account. Anyway, this is, uh, and another thing we try to have a human, or in this case, well, this is a bit of a human and an animal interest story, actually. We've been getting bears and lions and mountain lions and mountain lions and tigers and bears. Oh, my. Well, no tigers yet, but, um, oh, did we have one? Did we have one where the tiger almost ate a kid at a zoo or something? I feel like we've had that at some point. Anyway. Uh, rounding out our, our recent bear stories, uh, this bear has been, we've we seen more wildlife creeping into our neighborhoods, our, our suburban neighborhoods here in the Bay Area and, uh, and urban neighborhoods. And, uh, this, this was the first, this, or the latest incident, uh, caught on video. And before the bear could get up in the face of some, some little doggos, uh, their mama decided to fight back. Don't try this at home. Posing her massive frame down a cinder block wall in a suburb outside of LA, a big old mama bear stops as her cubs scamper underneath. And then come the cavalry. Four backyard dogs barking at the intruders, the bear swiping with claws. And suddenly, in a flash, 17 year old Haley Morinico rushes in. I was like, oh my God that my there's a bear and it is taking my dog it is lifting her up off the ground and if i don't do something about it uh who knows what might happen to her now to fully appreciate Haley's brawl against that bear you gotta see what she's talking about in slow motion as the bear grabs her service dog valentina something Haley later told her tiktok followers she couldn't let happen i have to protect her so i go over to the bear i look it in the eyes and the first thing i think to do is push it push a bear push an apex predator man experts say she's lucky and humans should not fight bears barehanded (laughs) you or your child is being attacked something experts i'll show you expert couldn't fall asleep last night just thinking about the horrible mother of teen who fought off bear thankfully nothing did in the heat of the fight i love chiron see los angeles she sprained her finger but in that moment all she could think was that she had to protect her pup she's the baby of the family we go can we, can we rewind the tape just really briefly to again lose just her to, to the end of that push can we just show that she didn't she also did not relinquish her moment, phone either like look in her right hand she had to protect her <laughs> she's, she's got the baby of the family her. we go doing it for the gram right to lose her or have anything happen to her Man, those pups, those pups picked the right owner. <laughs> hey, Gotti, are, are bears common in that area of Southern California? 
Southern California. Yeah, well, this all happened up in Bradbury, which is right at the foothills of the Angeles National Forest. And get this, uh, Haley was surprised, but not because there was a bear in her backyard, but because it was a Monday and bears usually come on Tuesday, which is trash day in that neighborhood. And she uh. says she's seen those bears around before. She thought they were cute, but never that close. And again, uh, her advice to others is the same as experts. Don't try something like that yourself because the outcome could obviously be uh, very, very Yeah, that could have been a very different that video. Yes. <laughs> there could have been some, some serious gore going up in that video. Two seconds. It took her two yeah. seconds to get out there. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks, Scotty. That was wild. Hey, Seriously, what happened to little baby YouTube? bears? They ran. They just ran. They were good. They were smart. Like, I'm outie. The baby bears ran. Yeah, they, they, they did. They did the thing. Well, congrats to that girl for saving her doggos. But yeah, definitely do not try that at home. Like, I, I know we all love our dogs, but um yeah at some point uh so that was that was fun that was, that easy. was super fun man that's way easier yes audio too man the, the quality is amazing and you you're you don't look like you're on a super nintendo or whatever because sometimes your wi-fi is not the best it happens we've been um we've been actually lending our wi-fi to some folks next door who didn't have any and they're staying with a relative who lost you know uh, a long time uh significant other so uh our it, it's been even worse so um, I think it's been, it's good for me to be here. So didn't risk going in and out during the show tonight, but I'm so happy to be here and be back for the first time in 14 ish months, 15, 15 months. Yeah. It's been quite some time. I'm looking forward to, uh, definitely more in studio shows, but I'm super glad that I picked up that skill and that we learned that OBS Ninja thing. Cause the remote shows don't look too fucking bad, you know? Yeah, no, it's, it's great. I think that, uh, that if there's anything good that's come out of the pandemic we've all become a lot more nimble and we've uh, learned to use uh tools especially uh web-based tools uh you know more productively hopefully and hopefully we'll be staying home and spending more time with our families instead of sitting in fucking traffic and hopefully if you go out to work you're getting on a train now instead of getting into your car i'm kind of tired of driving i realized that on the way over here actually like i'm kind of overdriving I might hop on the light rail next time. Oh, just, light rail's good. Just for shits and giggles. Just take it all the way to the end and then back just to see what it's like. Yeah. See how the other half lives or, I don't know, in this county, the other 8% or something. Nobody rides the fucking transit here. It needs to go where people who need it are. Um, and it's not entirely doing that. Yeah, well, but the, 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 the NIMBYs are like, don't put those tracks in my neighborhood. <laughs> so who are we going to close out with now? It looks like we got the camp. Yeah, we got Rebels, from, Devil from California by the Rebels camp. Oh, uh, yeah. Fucking thanks for listening to Down Ballot, everybody. If you listen to this whole podcast, uh, make sure you head on over to twitch.tv slash Ecoplex Media and give us a follow. And if you are have Twitch Prime, you get a free sub, so you should give that to us. I don't know. Google how to do that. I don't know the exact thing or whatever. But uh, if you connect your, uh, your uh, Amazon account to your Twitch account, you can get a free sub. And you should give that to me. Because, I don't know, I can spend $2 on something then. Do Any, it. Anyway. That's been fun. Uh, real quick, on uh, Wednesday, I know that's a whole almost week away. It's episode 100 of the Intellectual Dollar Tree. So if you enjoyed this podcast, make sure you tune in to the live stream of that. We got some fun surprises for that. Got a couple things. Congratulations. Yep. That's fabulous. That is fabulous. That's fabulous indeed. Yeah, we got a couple surprises. A little bit of a little bit of stuff from the viewers are going to help us uh, compile some stuff. And the media wench is going to come through and read us some of our mean YouTube comments. So it's going to be fun. I've been seeing HK Perrin show up a lot on the the, tel the telly vision lately. We uh, the good wife and I have been 
binge watching some shows and we just keep coming across like random bit players in TV shows that just look exactly like HK, um, but just not quite right. Like Hoppa HK or um, Mulatto HK or Surfer Dude HK. That's not what I thought you were going to say. I thought you were going to just say you saw him a lot, like a lot on the tweet box or whatever. <laughs> well, that too. That too. I've also, we've also seen him there and he's, he's definitely been, been salty. Yeah, he's been he's been he's been getting it on Twitter. So That's yeah, everybody, good. thanks for listening to Down Ballot. Make sure you follow the podcast. Make sure you follow all of our podcasts. Uh, today on the post game, I'm not sure what we're going to do. We're going to look for some public comment, of course, because that's like what I call the beginning of the post game for down ballot. Now it's public comment. Mm-hmm. So we'll find something. If y'all have anything uh, from a local city council meeting, school board meeting, anything, send that to us. We have, uh, I'll need to make a public comment in our discord, discord.me slash echoplex. Thanks for tuning in. This is the devil from California by rebels camp. And uh, I'll be back for the post game. Devil! Devil!
Vai 